Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Property Podcast. My name is Stephen Clark and I'm joined as all with my co-host Nick Ponte. How are you Nick? Yeah, really good, Stephen. Uh, excited to introduce this week's guest. So his name is Gary Wells. He's actually a former professional football player. So a really interesting backstory. Um, he went from playing for, I mean, Hearts, Kilmarnock, some, you know, played at top level uh, through to now investing in property. It's, it's interesting because I, I really like his honest, genuine story as well. Um, and he, he, you know, you think you've come from a professional football player, he's, he's, he's bags of money in the bank, he's about to start investing in property and he's going to go a portfolio master. But um, they didn't get the right financial education during his kind of football career. So he didn't actually start with any money in property, which would be kind of contradictory, be kind of contradicting the popular belief that they would start with money. He didn't. So he's went about it and built up from scratch, which I think is really good. Yeah, no, he's really down to earth guy, you know, and you'll, you'll hear that from the podcast. And uh, it was a great chat. Him and his wife, Michelle, built up a, a, a good brand that's called Hame Property, which I love. You love it as well. You know, and they're on Instagram. They're doing their thing. They're doing their buy to lets. They're doing their essay. Uh, he's obviously just started out in, uh, well, he's actually an estate agent before. Uh, he, he had quite a lot of experience as a barrier working for a big corporate estate agency. And now he's set up as his own independent estate agent with uh, Keller Williams, which is a big American brand. So we talk about that as well and why he did that and kind of his reasons for getting into property. So I think you guys will really enjoy it. We'll just cut to the interview with Gary. Okay, welcome to the Scottish Property Podcast, Gary Wales. How are you doing? I'm very well, Nick. How are you? Brilliant. We've got Stephen Clark here as well. Brian, Gary, thanks for joining us. Really looking forward to our chat today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys, for having me. It's a real privilege. Look forward to it. You put out some good content there on Instagram. You've got a brand called Hame Property, is that right? That's right, yeah. No place like Hame. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's quite catchy, and uh, I seen you've got you've got a wee motor that you drive about in as well. It's all branded <laughs> up, so you're getting the image out there, and you're getting the world out there. So we want to just take you right back to the start, Gary. Give us a little bit of background about yourself. Um, you're actually a professional footballer to trades. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, I think growing up, uh, you know, we've all got dreams and stuff like that, and I was a bit a bit late to it all, but. Yeah, essentially, I wanted to be a professional footballer from from yay high. So uh, I was really lucky to, to to fulfill that, you know, and done done it most of my career until I, I retired. And yeah, I think in terms of as a level, I think it was fairly successful playing in, in Scotland and England and Australia. So, but like all things, you know, comes to an end or something's needing to be replaced at one stage. So. It, I had to do a wee bit of soul searching, Nick, to be honest, after after football, because, you know, you, 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 when you're in it, you just think everything's going to last forever, you know? Um, everybody does. And, you know, despite coming towards the end, I just couldn't put my finger on what it was I wanted to do. So, yeah, I, I went about and uh, done a bit of soul searching and done some accreditations and stuff and, you know, got some coursework done and, several things actually just to see what was my next passion was and just yeah couldn't put my could, couldn't put my finger on it but long and short is you know I ended up in property um and then I became a property valuer in, in Edinburgh and uh, one thing led to another and yeah thought you know see, next see, thing should be 
See, with the football, I'm really interested to go into the football background. So, so you, <laughs> you played at the top level. I mean, you were with, what, Hearts, Kilmarnock? Yeah, what, what yeah. Was your best, what was your best, kind of most successful kind of stint, would you say? I, I think I, I started, the first professional um, club that I was at was Hamilton Ackies. So I was there. Um, that was Sandy Clark that signed me to go there. And then I was there for a couple of years and I got the move to Hearts. Now that 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 was probably the most successful move and time in my life because it was just you know just starting out, just a nipper really, um, 19, 19 year old or whatever. So big club, and that that's when it was you know that was just that was sky sky was sky was the limit after that you know for me in my in my head. But uh, I did take a couple of injuries that kind of knocked me down a peg or two, and. I moved down to England actually after a four-year stint in at Hearts, which was probably my, my highlight in my career. Um, and then I went down to uh, the Championship and played at a good level there as well with Gillingham and Walsall before coming back up to Kilmarnock. And then four years there, and you know these these times fly. But then you know that was me thinking, right, what else is after? after this because it's coming coming to the end. So I thought I want to go away abroad somewhere and try myself out there as well. So I, I ended up in Australia for a couple of years and then came back and hung the boots Is that where you, you retired then? Is that where you took your retirement? To put Aye, that's, that's where I did my, my serious brainstorming sessions. Aye, that was like, what what else is going to, going to happen here when I come back to, to, so what to sort of age? Was, what sort of age was that then when you had to pretty much, you know, Sort of retiring football then. Mm-hmm. I was. I, I started thinking about it about thirty two. To be honest, uh, I think I've finished up at thirty four. I could have played on, but like most sort of older guys at that stage, you've, you're nursing a few injuries, and uh, my my issue was my back. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I just didn't. I just I just seen past, you know, nursing it week to week, and had a young family, and you know, it was just one of the things I thought. It's not. It's not worth it. So let's start bridging over into something else. So, even you were at the top of your game, right? And you were a young guy, and obviously, you know, you see, you see the kind of life of a footballer, or you perceive it. You know, the outsider perceives it as you know. You turn up to training, you do a couple of hours, you know, Monday to Friday or whatever. You know, the rest of your days, your own sort of thing. You know, you're getting everything served to you on a plate. You're driving about in the fancy motors and stuff, like. Did it ever enter, enter your mind? I mean, you're obviously earning good money and stuff. Did you have it in your mind when you were a young guy? Like, what am I going to do? You know, what's the end game? What am I going to do after I retire? Did you have anything at all, ideas of property in your mind at that time? Or did that come kind of later on? I wish I wish I did, if I'm being honest. I mean, that would have, that would have been brilliant. Like you say, you're, you're probably earning, you know, a great, a great salary and, if, if you were sort of, if you had any financial IQ back then, you know you would have been doing a lot smarter things with your money. I look the, the the quick answer is no. And whilst you got partial advice from, it's mainly from friends and family, isn't it? And you know you know what it's like. Do you see that you as know? a big problem with that with that kind of thing? Then what's it's that, Stephen? It's something I've always been interested in when you see young footballers that make ridiculous money, they're not getting kind of guided into kind of financial intelligence by the kind of clubs and say, look, you know, you know, there's no, there's no give a 19 or 20 year old laddie making 20 grand a week to blow because everybody would blow their brains <laughs> that way and go off the rails. 
I know. Um, certainly wasn't about when I was, you know, when I was kind of going through the ranks. Uh, I know the bigger clubs did it, but if you were, you know, if you weren't at, you know, the the, the big two in, in Glasgow or and uh, the, the Premiership, it was not really. You had your agent, you know, that kind of probably more just <laughs> sent you on to some people for referrals, <laughs> so he could get something out of it probably. Um, but yeah. uh, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily professional guidance. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have said so. I, I, that 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 would have been the ideal thing if you know if I'd have started chucking money into property back then, it would have been you know sky's the limit. But. Yeah. Uh, that's not the case. But we need, we need why... to get around some of these football clubs, Stephen, start getting them listening to the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Some of these young boys. <laughs> that, that, well, as soon as you've been speaking about football, my, my eye just glaze over and I'm like, I've even got a question. No, it's funny you say that though, Nick, because that that's that is the thing. Um I am I'm a, I'm in the process of actually working with the PFA and um, my mentor to kind of look into putting a course or education course together for sports people in general. Um, first first point of contact, because it's personal to me, would be, you know, um, football. But I've actually had quite a few guys contact me directly, you know, on social media and stuff saying, how's this happened? How do you get into it? And all that. And because all these sort of courses or, or things that they, they, they want to maybe do, they're all at the weekends and they, they struggle because of their, their, their you know, their, their schedule. So it might be something, you know, that we're kind of growing at the minute. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's still early conversations, but that's something definitely that we're, we're trying to get through. That'd be cool because I guess if you think about it, really, what are the options when you come at the end of your career? There's not you, you know, there's not a huge amount of thing. I mean, most guys will probably come like coaches, managers, TV pundits, whatever. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. apart from that, you need to go and retrain, don't you? Like, or absolutely. I think, I think, I think that's like you say, it's such a small market that everybody's trying to hit as well and break through. You know, like coaching and TV, like. <laughs> everybody aspires to, to do their coaching license and you know get into the coaching but even that I just I just thought for security reasons I just didn't like the idea of you know year to year how's it going to work out for the family and stuff like that mm. I just thought you know I just want to look a bit further ahead and I took the long way around but I feel like we've got there. Cool. So you're living in Australia right you're uh, what are you 32 uh, you mm-hmm. you met your your wife at this point, your partner. Yeah, yeah. Michelle came over with me. We weren't married at the time, but that was our sort of. We never had kids either, but so that was our uh, our uh, extended pre honeymoon <laughs> time. So that that was good. That was good. But we yeah. Yeah, had good good time. When was it that the kind of property started taking your focus? Did you find something on YouTube or online or something like that, or how did you get into that? Yeah. Talk, so? Well, over there, like, there's always a, you know, when, when, on your downtime, what is it you're doing? And I used to always find myself just looking at property, like, and thinking, you know, I I accidentally flipped property as a a footballer because it's, you know, you're two, three years at one place and then you're moving on. So that was all accidental, but I was always tidying properties up and selling them when I had to. Um, So I wouldn't certainly make that professional, but 
over in Australia, you know, after after training and stuff, that's what I found myself doing is just strolling and strolling property. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't until a, you know a good few years after being back in Scotland is when that's when I seen like um, well it's a classic one. I did I did read the old you know like rich dad poor dad book and all that. Um, and then just one day in Edinburgh, uh, seen a seminar and went to the free seminar. And I guess the rest is history. Cool. So you did do some training then? Did you sign up for the course and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah we've 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 done um yeah we've done quite a bit of training um and I think we still will you know always continue to do that. I just think it's the thing at that stage I was I was a valuer I was a property valuer in Edinburgh and um it was always in the the, the plans to grab a couple of properties for the as nest eggs for the for the kids or whatever but. That that that's been a fortunate thing because honestly, if we, if, I honestly don't think we would have done as well. You know, it'd have been very slow paced and building up. You know, a pot to, and you know, you know what it's like with the, the guys and the momentum you can build if you do it properly. So, I think the education side's been really indispensable to us. Did both you and Michelle go on the, the education, Gary? Yeah. Yeah, we, we did, Stephen. Yeah, we just we just went at it together. Um, just yeah, I mean, which it was actually it was all it was all weird, but I mean, probably triggered that my mum and dad passed quite in quick succession, um, and it was just one of these things that both of us just looked at each other at that time and thought, "This is just crazy." Because we were, I I enjoyed my job and probably so much so that I was doing too much yet. And Michelle's in corporate as well. And we felt like we were in the, the corporate rat race. And it just it just gave a bit of perspective when, when my parents passed and they thought, right, we need to get this a bit better for us and work for us and time and not only financially, but for more for time. Mm-hmm. And that, that yeah, it's it's massive. Yeah. Like we were just had a young family and that was it. It was, it was just part of the trigger. Um and so yeah, we pulled it, and we because we're on it together, it's 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 really good for that reason, you know. Because not every day is a great day, but when you've got somebody holding you accountable, it's it's much needed. Yeah, definitely. And I to bounce ideas off it and grow together as well, and be on the be on the same page as each other, knowing where the the end goal is. I think would be hugely important for for both of you. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I think I think yeah for that reason. I mean, just even seeing set. That both are working towards. I think that's that's another anchor, isn't it? Um, and that's that's great. You know, you've got I've got our stuff up beside us here, and it's just like we're just holding ourselves accountable and checking it out every day and measuring. How does the marriage work with the business? How does it link in? Is it a good good relationship or? We'll be listening to this later on. By the way, so I was going to say, is, is Michelle listening to that? Is she? Um, well. I think I would. I'd like to think it's it's, it's great because we've obviously started up the, the additional uh, Keller Williams business. Um, yeah, uh, you know what? It's 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 just the way we, we 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 can see what the bigger picture is, and you know when the kids are down at bed at bed at night, then you know we're, that's us. We're we're, we're back on you know things to, to to direct our future. And Michelle's better at certain things, and I'm better at certain things, and I think that's what's the the good good thing about it is you know the strengths and weaknesses are probably 
married up as well pretty well. So no, I, I think it I think it works really well to be honest. Um, you know, so and you, if things are not great, then I can just jump in the car and go and do more viewings. <laughs> so you started the brand, so you both quit the, the kind of corporate jobs, did you? How did that work? Did you kind of transition across gradually or did you did you decide you wanted to pursue a, a certain strategy? Did you have a plan? What was the plan? Well, the plan was um, just one of us to get out our job at some point just to kind of scale up a wee bit more. Um but saying that, I, I actually enjoyed my job. But Michelle's still in her, her role. She's she's a contractor um, in, in computing and uh, financial sector. So uh, so she still does that alongside the other businesses. But it's it was me because of you know knowing what I know in property already. We thought it might be best to get myself out eventually first. So yeah, we set just set a goal to just kind of get to the number that I was earning. Um, within a within a quick quick time frame, and then work on it from there. Uh, what was the strategy that kind of that, that helped that get that foundation in place? Then? Just just the the simple buy to let situation. Uh, just because we're so close to everything, mm-hmm. um, I know I know there's bigger, sexier things that you can go to, you know, further afield. But just thought it was more or less on our doorstep. Let's just fill our boots with that. Get get me out at some stage, and then then we can start going into something else. So, yeah, we just we had that and as a as a time frame, and yeah, just buy to lets in Edinburgh was it? Buy to lets in uh, North Lanarkshire and Ayrshire as well. Why do you not go back to your roots, mate, in Shettleston? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've never seen ever. I mean, there, there is good stuff in Glasgow as well, but. I don't know. I just found that you know, you know, the ratio to offers found like we were sort of the penny was dropping in other other areas. So we're 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 not really restricted to particular areas. You know, we'll just it's, it's all about the numbers, as you know. And what? So you so you had a wee bit of cash banked, did you, to kind of get yourself started and stuff? No. All yeah, right. Was, yeah, this is where it gets interesting. It does. It does get interesting. So because I think that's the thing. Because a lot of people, you know, associate you know with football or whatever you probably already got the money to to go with it but that well that wasn't the case for us like I said um earlier like I had no real advice on what to do with my money I mean I was buying houses and selling them and I've, I've got a big family I've got lots I've got five brothers so um we we we'd had a good time along the way as well so no I, I my money went into pension so it wasn't I didn't really have anything at the ready to, to start with. So we had to do a lot of sort of raising finance and stuff like that. So we've done all that to get us going and we still continue to do that. It's good for me. It helps you, helps you grow learning that, that vital skill set of raising finance and not mm. growing pot of cash. Um, and this was tapping quite, into yeah. your this was tapping into your friends and family. Sorry, Stephen, this was tapping into your friends and family network sort of thing to start with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That just just exactly that. Um, just letting people know what we're doing. Um, I think I think once people, you know, once you document it and you're you're you're, you're doing, th- it starts getting easier, doesn't it? But yeah, it, it was always the dreaded chat that you think you're going to. It feels like you're asking people for money until you realise that you're actually trying to help people. Um, it's that's when a penny drops for us. And so we, yeah, we've got people that kind of come to us now and. Just look to, to earn a wee bit more on their on their on their money that's sitting about, but 
Uh, no, it's it, it's good. Um, and the, and the strategy is still the same with the with the cash um, by 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 lets kind of below market value add their innovation and then refinance and get their money back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll still we'll still do that. Um, we'll always try and grab you know a good handful of them a year just because of what they are. Uh, you know, a solid, solid foundation of your of your portfolio. But yeah, we're we're just taking footsteps into service accommodation at the minute. So we are we are venturing out a bit and getting and aiming to get a couple of flips this year as well. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, we're only a couple of years in, so mm. we're, we're very much part of the learning process. And even you know, looking at the commercial stuff, as you know, with with, yeah. with yourself as well. And um, so, what, what, yeah, what, it's all going on. What SA kind of areas are you going for? Are you going for a specific demographics or certain area? Yeah, just 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 anything that's kind of very very close proximity to M8s, M9s. You know, um, just looking at that. It's not tourist stuff. It's more like blue collar uh, workforce uh, contracting work. So, yeah, so that's what we're doing at the minute. Would that be rent? To, is that sorry? Is that rent to rent, or is that would you be controlling um, these kind of properties by purchasing them? Uh, purchases, Nick. We've, we've done that. Although we're in discussions with someone as well just now for a for a rent to SA, uh, which we're hoping that's going to come to fruition. So, so I I seen this picture on your Facebook page yesterday of uh, a trolley full of stuff at IKEA. It was yourself, wasn't it? It was IKEA yeah. yesterday. So, like, it all sounds so glamorous, doesn't it? But then, like, what is the the kind of hard hard reality is the day to day of being a profit investor is. You end up like... <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's not all just you know. There's no, uh, there's no sexy Instagram post sitting on a yacht somewhere. You know, it's like no. It's my second visit to IKEA. Uh, try to cram it in that wee motor. <laughs> you always forget something as well, don't you? So you have to go back. Oh, and uh, a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, the meatballs are worth that, I suppose. No, but. Um, how was that, by the way, with the queues and all that? With it being open after lockdown, was it mental? Was it busy? Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just slow. like you say. If you just want one thing or you forgot one thing, you've still got that one-way system thing. It's an absolute killer. So what, but, are, the, no. what are the challenges apart from that, like standing big queues in IKEA and all that, and setting up these essays? What other things have you found sort of difficult so far with your kind of property thing? Has there been any big challenges that you? Spring to mind, like, have you had any kind of horror stories to share? Any down valuations, or you know, have you had any I've, nightmare tenants? Or I've not, I've not, I've not had any touch wood. I've not had any bad tenancies or uh, down values. Uh, I, I've been quite lucky in that sense, and I know due diligence is obviously the main thing. But you know, speaking to rip surveyors and all that before you're, you know, pushing the button, so you know your numbers, but. To be honest, just maybe the usual one with a builder, you know, like mm. just that's a classic one for me. We had to we had to get rid of a builder who, you know, started out with us, done a two or three projects, and then you know you could start to see the the standards slip and the timings slip, and then you know we've we've actually let our sort of emotion rule it over when we really should have went with our gut and just says let's push the button on him and get someone else in um but on one of our one of our projects you know it took cost us a few grand extra took us a couple of months extra 
just try to juggle a few projects at time. But that's that's it. I've got nothing really. No, not too many horror to stories. Say, so, which Steve, is probably Steve a good can thing. Sympathise with the builder one. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Do you find that the, the education thing was an important aspect in kind of getting you getting the ball rolling and getting you started at a decent momentum and getting moving? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's. It's always tempting, you know, like you see the guys on the telly just <laughs> buying stuff and and that I've had people, you know, say that, you know, like is it is it not just is it easy? But to be honest, I know I know it's a bit of a long way around, but I think the education thing is I really if if it's if it's not, I think you are definitely, you know, taking a bit of a gamble because you just you, you don't know, you know, like these things can cost you thousands and thousands of money if you're not doing it right. So you're better to to go through the the channels. I personally think, and I'll still continue to as as I go up, you know, to different more complex strategies. But I I think I think if if anybody's interested in it, I would definitely say start looking at coursework and just get a feel for it. I think I think the thing that comes alongside that is the obviously getting in with like minded people is yeah. is one of the things, isn't it? Yeah, growing so, the network is so important. Did you it? go to Gary on the education thing and the, the courses and that? So did you go to uh, was it a big kind of trade? Was it one of the big ones? Uh, big sort of seminar, and then were you in the room with a lot of people? Yeah, um, it was. It was exactly that. It was just like a big big seminar, you know. Um, just, I mean, obviously telling you multiple multiple strategies and it's it's coming at you thick and fast and you you can't decide what you want to do but basically you pick packages um of what you what you think you want to do and then you can play about with it further down the line. But yeah, um we did that and we kind of just picked you know buy to let and stress properties and stuff like that. And uh I, so it's do you ever work with anybody on a more kind of personal level, like a mentor or a coach like more kind of in a smaller group of one to one. The reason I'm asking this is because, you know, obviously Stephen does his mastermind. It's very much like a smaller group. And I just think, I think from my own point of view, if I was to explore property training and go on a course, I think I would rather just go on a kind of smaller thing and and just feel like I was more part of a, a team or a group, you know, like a kind of mastermind thing rather than just being a big num, you know, part of a big number. Uh, uh, I think I think you could see certainly I think that's what the last year or so has done as well as as people have had to change their their strategy on how they they they, they you know they utilize their own business so I think that's what's good now is I can see more and more companies and people doing that and making it more a concentrated mastermind and I think that you're you're spot on with that I mean even if it were ever to be something that we would consider it would be something yeah just more not there is one-to-one option, and me and Michelle still continue to use a mentor um, one-to-one. So that that is definitely something that I would encourage people to do. But yeah, if you've got the, the smaller group, I think you'll get more value out of it. That's for yeah. sure. I think that's great that you guys are still doing that and still pushing on my education because both of us are still are part of uh, Jerry Alexander's mastermind group for that's right. Marshall, and it's you know it's something you want to learn and grow and. Like you say, rather than jumping in and making stupid mistakes, it could cost you tens of thousands of pounds. Get the right education, spend a couple of grand, and get the right the right knowledge first. And and like you say, around like minded people that are doing these deals, and it just kind of shows you what's possible as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean that that that's exactly it. I mean whether whether it's immediately 
you know, for you or not, it's still it's content that you've got and it's banked, isn't it? And you've got whatever it is, the coursework or references to go back on. Um, I think I think you just I think that's the best thing about this whole thing, isn't it? It's like you've got so many avenues to go, and sky is the limit, you know. Like and that's that's the beauty. Uh, I just like the idea of you know, you know, no limitations on stuff, and say right, well, we want this, this, and this for our life, and and it's just a case of right, what's the strategy and what's the asset that pays for that? You know, I love yeah. that. And while while you're on that, have you got any numbers in mind that you can share with us? We like the numbers, so. Have you got an idea of a figure? Like, what do you ideally uh, sort of, you know, desire that you want cash flow in a month out of the property? Or, you know, how many properties do you see yourself owning in the future? You know, like, any ambitions you can share? Um, I don't really have any, you know, we've done set our goals this year and it wasn't really about the, you know, it was more about the actual passive and the earned income rather than the, the, the amount of units. So we, I think we, because, you know, we have had those memos, you know, those, those memos, those unicorns that everybody likes Aye. to talk about. We've, we've had, a, you've had some of them and we've had some that are just less than that. So it is there. And, you know, but I think even on that, if, if everything was ever to be not quite a perfect deal, we like to look at it over the whole portfolio. You know, that's, that's kind of how we are measuring that, you know, what's our ROI over the whole, the whole lot of it. Um, so we 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 kind of try and get anything there. I mean, we're we're sort of circa sixty five percent ROI on um, stuff at the minute. So, ah, uh, it's 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 good. But I mean, the the, the one you always know is make sure you kind of try cash flow about two fifty on a buy to let. That was that was our first thing to be to mm. be mindful of and just fill your boots for them. So by the time you paid everything else off and saved ten percent for contingency so have you got have you got a, a number for where you want to hit for the buy and let portfolio before you move on to maybe other strategies like commercial um, or st units and stuff like that as 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 i from a unit point of view I, or a unit or a cash flow kind of goal in mind where you know I, well i think i'll let i'll let you into something that i, I do that's pro, partly more like a visualization thing rather than actually what we want because as I said it's just about the numbers of uh, you know income and passive and earned so but what what we've got is we, we've got a, a key safe and we like to just put our you know our, our keys in each time and you can start to see and you can start just use it as a bit of a visualizer and say right I want this next key safe filled by 2024 and then I want the next key safe filled by so I'm doing I'm doing it a bit like that rather than Having you know benchmarks and how many keys? Units. How many keys do the key safes hold? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, there. Let's put it this way: you can get it in. What you get them in twenties? You can get the key safes in fifties. You can get them in seventies. So exactly, you, mate, can, you can you you can get as many keys on there as you want, mate. You're so. keeping us hanging, mate. You're keeping us hanging. I, I kind of get the vibe from you, despite being like an ex-footballer and all the rest of it. You're pretty down to earth, guy. Sounds like you've got your family. You know, you put your family first in that. For you, is it more about the kind of lifestyle choice, what property can provide you with, rather than the actual kind of like the flashiness and the riches that you could get at the end of it? Do you know what I mean? Is it? Are you yeah. buying yourself time to be with your kids, basically? Yeah, that spot on, Nick. That's 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 what it is. You know, the the thing, 
even you know, wouldn't really matter in terms of what what we've kind of got. It will never really be that kind of flashiness, and it's 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 bizarre to say that you know because people again because I'm a historically you know footballer associated, you think it's going to be all flash cars and swimming pools or whatever, but it's it's totally not us. You know, like I think we're just trying to get. You know, we like we like holidays and simple stuff, but it's always it's always as a unit. You know, it's not it's not this is not about you know trying to get a you know a Ferrari sitting in your driveway. It's not yeah. it's nothing like that. No, that's so, cool. That's cool. What about sort of moving on then from obviously you've got the bike alerts, you're trying a bit of the, the service departments and stuff like that. Um, but you've also just started off uh, doing estate agency, haven't you? So you've set up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keller Williams. So that's. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain a little bit about the kind of model of that and how that works? Yeah. Uh, well, it was just something. It, well, obviously, it's a, long and short as it's an estate agent. Um, it's it's the biggest estate agency uh, and globally, probably as a as a as a company. Certainly in the US, is uh, it's very very dominating. So uh, it just came over here recently, and I was just headhunted. You know, I was pestered by a uh, couple of guys just trying to get me on board with the idea of it. Um, don't know. I don't really know. I think they knew people that knew me and just thought it would be a good fit because they've been watching me on social media and they know what I do and they thought I could work alongside what I do. And the minute I kind of had that chat with them, I thought, absolutely, because I actually enjoyed my job as a valuer. I really did enjoy it. It's just that I took it too far in terms of the amount of time I was spending on it. Um, and you're so, I mean, it, for somebody else and making somebody else money and you're just aye, part of the whole machine. Totally, totally. And just not even that. I mean, I, I guess it's, I guess it completes the jigsaw as well for the, you know, for the full cycle, you know, you can buy and you can sell. Um, and I've actually had people, you know, coming coming from my past coming to say he's still working and you know and he's still an estate agent and I'm like no so I, I probably missed quite a bit of business opportunities as well so I thought you know what this is a natural thing to do pick and choose you know me and Michelle looked at our, our weekly schedule and thought you know if we could compress what we do as property and our works we probably have got a couple of two three days spare you know mm-hmm. um, and I just thought you know it's about the I know like a lot of the guys always talk about making sure you've got your, your passive and your earned at a good level. So we set new goals this year and thought, right, that's that's what we'll do. Yeah, I think that um, it's always good to have, like, the, the thing I like about the stage, I actually looked into it myself. I mean, I decided to go down focused on the lighting side of things for just now, but... Um, you know, with that building, that you you are building like a, a a business kind of like a business, a foundation to a decent business there. If you ever want to kind of then step it up and get like you know a team member on or something like that, because you hear about these guys in America, you know that are the Keller Williams real estate agents and all that. They've built up teams and stuff like that. You know, and it's like a proper business, and then it means that you can go on holiday without you know having to worry too much, and you've got people to look after it. So, I guess hundred percent. Uh, and I think as well, uh, it's it's quite cool. I, I can see the kind of American style estate agency really kind of coming to the UK now, and and it's having. There's a lot of people getting involved in it, and I think mm-hmm. the big corporate agents, you know, like the Countrywide and the Slater Hogs and all the rest of it, they they seem to be just 
dying off because who wants mm. to go in and deal with like a faceless, you know, <laughs> state agent that they, you're just a number at the end of the day. There's no personal service at all. People want to deal with like you, you know, as a, a person, they like you, they buy mm. into you, they can trust you. And I think that, so that will get bigger and bigger in the UK. Do you think that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. That That's my whole point of going with that particular model because I've, you know, I've worked for, for, the, for big firms in Edinburgh and you're right, you can kind of, as a client, you can get lost in the swim of, you know, who, who am I dealing with on the phone now type of thing, you know? Whereas this, this because it's just me and Michelle's doing a little bit of the admin on it, then I can't actually take on too much. So it's more like you say, it's a bespoke tailored service for only so many clients. And that's that's the thing. So that you're holding our hand through the full sales cycle, you know? Um, so that that was one of the big things for me is like, well, if I'm going to do it, that's, that's the style I want. Um, I think it coincides with my personality and certainly all the reviews and stuff that I used to get in the past, it was more about that, you know, more pers- personable, sort of personable sort of style um, through the service. So uh-huh. I, I, I bought into that idea. And you're right, I think it will it will grow arms and legs because I think I think the the market, you know, like the, the, the Purple Bricks and all these companies have had the kind of time of trying to sponge up the market. But really, clients want a wee bit more than that, you know. Um, even when it comes to negotiating and stuff like that, you can see. I mean, <laughs> it's good for us when we're trying to buy them because it's direct to vendor nine yeah. times out of ten, isn't it? So, like, if we know that, if that's the thing. Like, we've got that. We've got the two different hats, haven't we? The investor and you know what the estate agents want. Uh, so, that's that's why I think it's going to be great for for me as a business. Like you bring opportunities as well. But one question that I was wanting to ask you was because I, I experienced a wee bit of this. Um, so, so you're kind of like you, you've started investing property and all that, and you kind of, you know, to your kind of circle and your friends and all that, you know, you look like kind of Billy Big Boss, you know, like an <laughs> investor and stuff like that. And then you're going an estate agent, and people are thinking, well, is it only an estate agent now? You know, because I had the same when I went to set up as a letting agent. Who the fuck wants to be a letting agent? So what are you doing? I thought you're a property <laughs> investor. Do you know? Uh, what I mean? So like. Uh, I did. I kind of felt people were kind of judging me for that, but I thought, do you know what? I don't give a shit. And at the end of the day, I know what I'm doing here. And I've mm-hmm. now become quite passionate, like more passionate, I would say, about building my lettings agency business rather than actually investing by let properties. I know that investing by let properties long term, it's going to really pay off. But if I can build a, an underlying business that will support me when I want to go and you know do the things I want to do, and you know that for me is. I'm quite passionate about it as well. So I uh, I don't know if you ever got yeah. that kind of what are you doing being an estate agent? <laughs> I, I I've had that my whole life, you know. Like you I think this, uh, it's it's uh, just it's the ego thing, isn't it? It's like you, you're worried about what other people think, and that's that's something that I had to come to terms with um from football. So I you're spot on and and you know what? That's that's our problem, isn't it? Because we're letting these things grow in our head that probably don't even exist. Uh, and that's the thing, you know. Like, but you need to know what the big picture is, and that's what you've done that for. You know, who cares what people think? Like, that's all I'm thinking as well. Is mm. what other business can we grow alongside this? Like you say, we can we can go away on holiday, and things have been well looked after by other members there of our company. So yeah, yeah just. 
who cares, you know, let's let's just knock it out and, you know, we'll thank ourselves in 10 years' time. And I know definitely, are you going after any specific market or you just kind of, you just sort of take on whatever, are you going, you know, you try to focus on, on Edinburgh specifically or what, what, what kind of clients are you looking for? Well, most, most of the, I'm, I'm probably more, more so known in Edinburgh um, because that's where I was listing for four or five years prior. So, um, but saying that I'll, I'll be doing West Lothian and Edinburgh, that'll probably be my, my main patch, but I'm happy to obviously look at things further afield if I'm helping people out for sure. But that'll probably be my concentrated area. How does the, the, the conflict of interest like come into play if you get an opportunity come to you through your estate agency hat and you know that there's a distressed seller and the seller's looking for this kind of quick sale? Can you is it okay for you to come on board and say, look, I'm an investor, I can I can buy this offer. I've got a company that can that can purchase this property, but it won't be a market value. Here's what we can offer you, but we can also offer you the full on the market mm. service. Is that is that mm-hmm. gonna is that black and I white? Think, I mean, I know I know it sounds a bit like a conflict of interest. So I, I would it would it would always be a case of just, you know, depends where it's it's come from, you know, if 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 it's Michelle and I that have done direct eventer campaigns in a certain area, let's say North Lanarkshire, then I, that I know where that sources came from. So that will be a case of we'll be trying to do that for him because that's that's how we got the contact. But if it was you know if it's a valuation that's came through for Keller Williams, of course that's the main thing is try to help the client. You know, best interest of the client, make sure they get as much as they want because that's that's what they they, they rang us for. You know. Mm. As you know, as an investor, like it's not it's not always the thing that the client wants the most. So you know, the, you know, the person might phone up Keller Williams for evaluation, but you know, you kind of sense their situation and know they're desperate to sell the house very, very mm-hmm. quickly. And 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 the monetary value isn't the most important thing. So I always yeah, wonder exactly you know, how it sits there, how it sits. And... Yeah, no, I mean, that, I mean, if that's you know, if if that is what the, the client is, it's getting to the bottom of what's the main objective with them. You know, like what what is what is what is your 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 push button there and let's find out if we can help you. If it is, you know, finding an off-market source to buy it and it's not us, then fine, we've even got contacts, that, you know, yeah. like-minded investors. So, no, you're right. I mean, I think it's just that you just go through a, a, a chain of, you know, how we can help the client. So if the client's not wanting to go on the open market, then by all means, we can open it up to a, an off-market deal. But it's really uh-huh. dependent on where it comes from. Yeah, absolutely. I think that positions you well as an estate agent. I always kind of kind of blows my mind that estate agents are the investors because, like you say, it's not always a solution to put on open market. It could be they don't want on the open market. They need a quick sale. They need a, a very bespoke sale that only an investor can can offer. Um, so mm-hmm. that they're both the hats on and can kind of offer the best solution for the client. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, just I, I, it's just making sure that you know you you're doing the right thing. That's that's the you know. That's that's where it all sits, you know, because I'm think, a big believer on all that. You know, make sure you're doing the right thing. I think the key thing with like everything, basically everything business is transparency. See if you're transparent with people and you basically don't try and, you know, fuck them over, then you'll be uh, fine. Do you know what I mean? Because we talked to um, a couple of guys last week who were doing assisted sales and obviously that has the potential, you know, to go you know, a bit wrong if people feel they're getting done over or done out of money on the properties and stuff like that, then that can go pretty sour as a relationship. Mm-hmm. But these guys were spot mm-hmm. on. They were basically totally up front with the 
with the client, you know, with the, the seller right from the start and told them exactly how the process went and totally 100% transparent. So as long as you're transparent, funny, you can go wrong. I've got a funny story with that, mate, actually. Um, when you, I was just laughing when you were telling that. The two guys that I'm doing uh, the Bridge Earn Project with from a mastermind group, you know, they're, they're, just, they're kind of really, really nice young guys, hungry to learn, hungry to get involved in property. And they found their property up by uh, Perth and it's on this. they went and viewed it through the estate agent. Uh, spoke to the old year, the old years in our you know, mid to late 80s, um, low-balled offer, not interested, still sitting in the market and stuff. They go, they, they came back to the to the old year and they chat the door and they're chatting away and said, look, what, what are you looking to do? And she's looking obviously to tie on yeah, downsizing something on a sing on a on a single level on the ground level and stuff like that. And all, the guys are just genuinely looking to try and find a solution for this this old deal and try and get this property. So they're saying, well, look, we can maybe help you find somewhere that's suitable for you and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no problem at all. Let, let, we'll come back and you can speak to my son in front of myself and stuff like that. So I guess a phone call from my builder um, a couple of days ago. These guys that you're doing this property with, they're trying to buy a property on such and such. And I was, don't know, and I wasn't too sure. So I was just this, this, this woman swearing and shouting at all the like, abuse at the guys on site. I'm going to kill you and I'm going to get a hug and they're trying to rip my mum off and steal her house somewhere and I'm going to oh. you. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> no, mate. This, this is the problem. This is the, this is the issue. Because, yeah. like, you know, we're always talking about, oh, we're out to find the solution. We're out to help. But, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, we want to make money as well. And it's finding that balance, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? We're, we're, mm. we're, in, we're in business. We're trying to make money. But I, it was... Uh, Obviously, completely misstrued from obviously the, the old dear's family that's uh, that's flipped out and they were getting uh, abused at the at the site. That's a that's a front that's a front page of the Sunday Mail. That one of the Daily Mail. Uh, yeah. Definitely. I, I think I think you've got to get witnesses into these things. Honestly, that's what I've uh, I've I've learned that from the valuation stuff. Like when I would go out to to meet you know an older person or that, I would say right. I'm not what I commit you to signing the now until you actually are fully aware. And I'll get them, I'll do a second appointment just to make sure that the family members are comfortable with it as well. Because, like, that, I think that, you know, like, that's exactly got that kind of thing written all over it, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a really, really good point, actually. Yeah. Aye. So, so you've got a lot of experience then. How long were you a value of? Was it uh, McEwen Fraser or something like that? You used to watch? Uh, I was there for nearly, nearly five years. Uh, so yeah, you, so def, definitely on the market. I mean that, along with you know, obviously we're talking about education and stuff like that. But that experience itself of just sitting down with vendors and sellers and stuff like that—that's mm. obviously put you in good good position as well for mm-hmm. moving forward mm-hmm. with your business. You know, I know it, it's it, see, see if you'd have said to me when I was playing football I'd be doing all this stuff. Nick, I'd have I'd have laughed at you because I was I'm totally not like that as a character you know like I, I try I, I do my best to try and stay away from any press or you know what's, social what's media I, I'm to, I'm to, I know I'm just totally that's right out of my comfort zone but you know what if we've got businesses we need to let people know about them and that's nice. that's all it is isn't it well you've done a great job here mate and we've really enjoyed the interview and it's been a great chat so do you want to tell people obviously you know, if they're looking to sell their house through, you know, get an estate agent or if they're looking to work with you at all, where can they reach out to you? Yeah, so, I mean, if you're looking for the estate agency side, then you just need to go onto the Keller Williams website, which is 
kwuk.com and then just type in Gary Wales and that'll be finding your agent in there and I can help you with that. If you want to speak to us about, you know, our own stuff, what we do, me and Michelle, you'll find us uh, on Facebook and that's at, at him Property UK and also on Instagram, you'll find us on there. So it's him underscore property as well. Right, mate. Love, love the name, love the branding. Uh, you and Michelle all the best Thanks, mate. Thanks. Appreciate that. Good. We'll put all those in the show notes and thanks for joining us. Uh, brilliant, Gary. All the best. Hope everyone goes well. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks again. Cheers, See you soon. Cheers. So hope you enjoyed the interview with Gary Wales. I know myself and Nick certainly enjoyed this chat. Really down, down to earth guy, someone to ourselves, a family man looking for the, you know, looking for the bigger picture, looking for to, to provide for his family and generations to come, isn't he? Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, as always, guys, if you could take a screenshot of the podcast and tag us on Instagram and we'll share it out to our followers as well. Jump on the Facebook group. And if you have a spare couple of minutes, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well, that would be much appreciated. Thanks very much and see you next week.